0: This is a podcast from BFM eighty nine point nine, the business station.
1: It is five forty seven. On trending today, the debate
0: between Rafizi Ramli and Shahir Sulaiman, and how they both did. So, in other words, the first hour of our show today is about men talking at each other. <laughs> in
1: other words, uh, because, so that sounds like our politics,
0: more or less. Mm. Uh, because yesterday was, of course, the highly anticipated debate between Economic Minister Rafizi Ramli and Bachok MP Shahir Sulaiman. Uh, it was broadcast live on Astro Awani and RTM at nine o'clock, and a lot of people have shared their thoughts on on the event. Um, I think that broadly speaking so actually before we get to the thoughts i am wondering whether this made the whether the debate itself made as big a splash as the back and forth pre-debate about why won't anyone fight me um because i think that there was a lot of coverage on that front prior to the thing and then i'm sure that policy wonks were all over the debate but i'm not sure how much the general public were like oh yes finally you know,
2: battle of wits. <laughs> you know, there was one thing that Rafisi said I thought was quite telling is that he wasn't there to uh, really convince those who were loyalists on either side of the fence, um, and especially those from a Parikata National that, you know, his opponent, as it were, was, uh, you know, representing. But he was looking at the fence sitters. He wanted to speak to the fence sitters. And, um, and this wasn't ever going to be a real policy discussion. But it had to do with trying to understand whether, your politicians can articulate a view, and in the case, uh, and this is what many people were kind of rolling their eyes about, is that not answering the question or not understanding the question you're being asked.
1: So interesting, right? Because from the tone of the debate, while Rafizi might have been appealing to the fence sitters, it seemed fairly clear that Shahir was speaking to their supporters. Um, because um, one of the biggest criticisms that was leveled at Shahir is that while Rafizi at least was talking about policy and economic aspirations, he kept uh, Shahir kept going back to um, identity politics, um, didn't seem prepared. So that's some of the Um, the tenor of the criticism that's being leveled. Now, if we look at um, what you talked about, Lynn, it does seem like there was more excitement pre-debate than after. For what it's worth, the People that you might expect to follow something like this did have plenty to say. For instance, Azro Muhammad Kaleb tweeted, Shahir, when he's making sense, is busy politicising and attacking the government's position. But he forgets that he's supposed to offer an alternative or counter-proposal on behalf of PN. No data, all rhetoric, no real substanti- substantiated statements except for Quranic scripture.
0: Uh, yes, but then others pointing out how that might be perceived, right? So Tevish, for example, saying, scary thought, we're all in a bubble and past PN supporters watching this are taking home a totally different message. Um, Emmanuel Samarathisa also saying, I'm not a Madani fan, but Shahid just reinforces the fact that under PN, we won't have a future. The man, just like his coalition, has nothing to offer by way of economic policy. That said, will this matter to many of the Malays?
2: Yeah, so I, well, I, you know, I think it matters to all of us, right? And the different types, I mean, I don't think it's a race-based or community-based response. I mean, I think there are people with expectations that when you have a debate about uh, the the economy, that you don't end up doing pantons and doing folksy kind of, uh, you know... um, uh, you know, the rhetoric isn't folksy, that it needs to get serious at a particular level, it needs to have a level of complexity. So some of the, the responses were, this was just so UPSR or something like that, right? This was not a demonstration of a person's intellectual ability to grasp the complexities of the modern economy. If you want to lead this nation, you need to be able to first understand it and then articulate it, maybe in a simplified manner, but still from a position of truly understanding that, that complexity.
1: So let us know. Did you watch the debate between Rafizi Ramli and Shahir Sulaiman? What did you think? You can call 7733 send us a voice note or WhatsApp 018 789 8899, tweet us at BFM Radio. Break from mediocrity. BFM 89.9. It is 5.53. You're listening to the Evening Edition with Sharmila, Lynn and Sharad. We've been asking you whether you watched the debate last night uh, between Rafizi Ramli and Shahir Sulaiman. What did you think? You can call double send us a voice note or WhatsApp 018-789-8899. Tweet us at
0: BFM Radio. We have some uh, thoughts. So uh, TIDJ says, regarding the debate, Chaos. I felt I wasted an hour and a half of my time watching it. Every answer was surface level.
2: Yeah, so, you know, um, this is, I, I think there's a typical response. that People were expecting more. Why were they expecting more? Uh, because of the rejections, you know, the, the, the many rejections that came. And then when it was accepted, it was seen that Ashari was a... A, one of the smarter guys in parliament right so there was this idea that he was on par with and i i read a lot of comments in social media saying that well he had this you know life in, in corporate malaysia and he was uh, so the expectations that he would actually deliver something of a, kind of a policy type of argument rather than you know kind of go to the kind of folksy uh, strategy that he had
1: we have um, Shamsul, meanwhile, saying, um, I didn't watch it. I'm fully aware that Rafizi is a good speaker. End of the day, though, I'm also aware that he's just a formula person rather than an implementer. This formula thing is really just
0: kind know. of...
2: You know, it, it dogs, dogs him, not it? dogs okay,
0: him yeah. everywhere. But actually, Shamsul, this leads me to wanting to ask um, actually everybody a question. So I wasn't on air the day that we did our debate show. So... Um, I'm curious to know whether we think the debate format can ever actually be substantive because the the thing is you put people in, of course, it's supposed to be mano y mano, right? You get to see people go face to face and therefore get a sense of who they are and how they they contest directly against one another. And I think that's a lot of value. I don't know, though, if I'm watching debates to see whether they... um, necessarily have the most depth in terms of policy, partly because of the time constraints, partly because of the yelling constraints, (laughs) uh, partly because of the interrupting, you know, the the very format of it. Uh, TIDJ called it chaos. And I think there's something to that. So I'm not, I love the idea of debates. I just don't know if we are necessarily understanding what we're supposed to be getting out of
2: them. Maybe there's more than one type of debate, and uh, what we need is the proliferation of debates of all kinds, uh, rather than expect that there should be one ideal type of debate. Sure. Right? Yeah. Right. Because there's also these these really bizarre moments where uh, one of the, the you know someone said, "Well, you know, my mother's from Kelantan and, uh, and my father's from Malacca," something got a cheer. So clearly, and I'm not quite sure uh, what this was kind of. Uh, trans type of love affair that was getting, uh, you know, uh, acknowledgement from the crowd. So there was this really weird kind of uh, sports-like atmosphere around mm. this, and and you know, you know that's going to happen too. But what what sometimes you can get maybe is a sense of the philosophical orientations, you know, some divergent sense of what is primarily important for one candidate or one party as opposed to another. To tie it all together, actually, the other thing you get a sense of is manner. Mm.
0: Yes. Um, because, yeah. you know, you are, of course, it's a debate. You're expected to be a little bit oppositional, to, to have that kind of fight. But are you, you know, are you a five? I, I, I'm not saying Shahe was. I'm saying in general, in general in debates. Are you sort of just saying... Yeah, and then what? Yeah, and then what? You know, um, or are you having substantive interjections? You know, so I think it's things like that that you get out of debates. I'm just saying, I don't know if depth is what we're looking for. Well, Amir says Shahir
1: has missed a chance to propose uh, to reinstate the GST. Formula minister it kept really on telling, <laughs> formula minister kept on telling the audience about the nation's debt of 1.5 trillion, but didn't have a solution to solve it. But, but again there wasn't even really that sort of pushback or like a, 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 a enough of a debate really going on. It, it almost seemed like Shahir was there to sort of put across a specific set of ideals and that was it.
2: Yeah, so this is, uh, again, maybe the question of the moderators' jobs. Uh, to what extent do they shape the conversation and whether the format allows them to do so? Because they could have put it to both of them saying, what about GST? Is that in fact the solution? And then both would have to answer, right? Actually, what I find really interesting, Amir,
0: um, is your message dings both debaters. Mm-hmm. Um, you you point out that Shahe missed the chance. You also said that um, the minister, essentially, in your view, did not have a solution. So, who do you think did worse? I, I, I think this is the debate question, right? Yeah. Like, if you're going to say that they, they both weren't great, um, you know, then who was more convincing?
1: Well, uh, keep your thoughts coming. You can call us, you can send us a voice note, you can WhatsApp us, you can tweet us, and keep it here, BFM
0: 89.9. You have been listening to a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business
2: Station. For more stories of the same kind, download the BFM app.